and welcome to the So Novel Podcast. I'm your host Jess and in this fortnightly podcast I will be chatting all things books as well as interviews with authors, publishers and bookstagrammers. So whether you're looking for your next read or you want to know the story behind the story then this is the podcast for you. Hello and welcome to today's Bookstagrammer chat. Today I'm joined by Beck from Beck's Bookshelf. We chat all things book clubs, finding a balance between life and reading. And today we take a deep dive into It's Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake by Claire Christian. Hello, Beck, and welcome to the Stone Novel Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Now, I wanted to start off today by chatting about your book club that you are a part of, which is called Bitches That Book Club. Tell me more about this because I get so jealous every time I see you girls catching up and feasting and talking about books and I'm just like, I want that. Honestly, it's it's really just become food club with some books on the side um, what started in COVID last year in April was uh, four of us just reading. The first book we read was My Dark Vanessa and then we did a Zoom catch up and it was so cool. Like we did a little Q&A in the beginning and we did like um, bits about your personality and I think we started with our star signs. Like we did it really basic. And um, I think our first actual one in person was in September or October and since then it's honestly the highlight of my month. Each month we have a different food um, kind of theme happening and then, yeah, we spend hours talking about books and then leading into absolutely everything. So you guys didn't know each other when you started it? So we did in a roundabout way, um, like one of the friends of my friends and then there was a friend of a friend and it kind of just um, eventuated from there. Um, Tracy's one of our friend's moms and um, then Katie was the last one to join and she, her partner is a friend of my friend. So it just, in a roundabout way, people have started to um, come in and we're a, um, we're a special bunch, <laughs> but it works really well. <laughs> I love that. And how do you decide on what book to read each month? So I'm a really big nerd and so is Kat. Shout out to Kat. Um, <laughs> we have, we've got a Google sheet and you put the books in you want to read and we just go off the basis of whoever's, whatever's the highest. So um, I think this month we had a bit of a tiebreaker and um, we're going to be reading The Trauma Cleaner. Oh, yes. I have heard good things about that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. same. Um, and we go from anything from a murder mystery to romance to we haven't hit off a fantasy yet because I don't think everyone's keen on that. But, um, yeah, we've, we've been going through some different genres, which is nice. Yeah, cool. And did you start the book club like pre-bookstagram or after you'd started your bookstagram up? I kind of started bookstagram um late 2019 but at that stage I was posting like maybe once a week because people were sick of seeing it on my normal Instagram page and it wasn't really until COVID hit it wasn't until like kind of March that I really started um getting into bookstagram and like realized how cool the community was 
Yeah, cool. And like you never cease to amaze me at how fast you read. So tell us how do you do it? What are your tips for managing mum life and work life and having that balance of self-care time? I look some days I don't even know how I do it I I work full-time I work stupid hours um working from home at the moment mum life Hunter's got a better social life and active life than I do I gym five times a week and try to stay healthy but I've really kind of stopped watching tv and the second that Hunter goes to bed and I've cleaned up it's reading time or if I'm on the go and I'm waiting for something like we're at swimming lessons I'll have um, my kindle app on my phone and I'll read my whatever I've got sitting on there from that galley to read so and then I've got a spreadsheet that keeps me kind of on track with what I have to read by a certain date. But, um, yeah. So is that um, for like uh, advanced readers and that? Because you read quite a bit on NetGalley, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, I was just looking at my feed just before. I think my last four posts have all been Kindle or um, NetGalley books. I love the little gems that you get. Um some of them are really cool. One I finished this morning because um, I had a, a lie-in this morning. Um, it was called Before I Saw You um, by Emily Hewton and it was just a little gem. It would be for like all the Me Before You readers, the Jojo Moyes. Um, it was just a really sweet kind of rough love story. So it was really cute and I love finding those. I mean, you get some that aren't as great, but, I mean, I found Noni Blake there, so I'm very grateful. Mm, interesting. I'm going to talk about that later, aren't we? <laughs> we are. <laughs> so our next segment is a discussion of our last now next read. So, Beck, would you like to start us off with your last read? I sure can. Um, my last read was the one that I was just talking about. So before I saw you, and it was really beautiful. Um, it was two people that meet in a hospital ward after um, really awful, tragic accidents, and um, they don't see each other. They're next to each other in a bed, but the the um, curtains up, and yeah, they. They kind of navigate the trauma of what they've been through and are kind of there for each other. And it's just a really cute, hopeful love story. Is, is that a debut? I think it is her debut. Um, I should probably know that off the top of my head, but I don't. Um, I, I think it is. Yeah, that sounds really cute. And have you got a current read at the moment? I do. Um, I have just started The Royal Correspondent um, by Alexander Joel and that's a HarperCollins arc that is out next month on the 3rd or the 4th, the 3rd. Um, and I've, I'm 40 pages in, so not very far just yet. Um, but it, it, it's, it's a cool little romance um, in the 60s or the 50s, I can't remember, um, from reading the blurb. But, yeah, um, an, another one that... I probably wouldn't have read unless I found Bookstagram. Mm, I love those hidden gems. Me too. <laughs> um, and, and then after that, I'm reading Honeyblood, which I know you've got as well. Yes. Um, and, yeah, um, I was sent that one. So I've got three arcs in a row actually just trying to get up to date before the start of next month because I, I do try and read everything before publish date. But, I mean, it doesn't always happen, but I try to get as close as possible. Yeah, absolutely. February is 
a big month for new releases, I've found, like some really good ones coming out, Feb. Definitely. Um, and what are you reading? So my last read was The Moroccan Daughter by Deb Rodriguez. Yep. Yeah, so it releases as well next month um, by Penguin. So um, it's about Amina and she has to return home to Morocco to attend her sister's daughter, um, her sister's daughter, her sister's wedding. And she um, also is there to tell her dad that she is already married. He doesn't know that. And the man she's married is American, which is a big no-no. No-no. Yeah, so we follow her story and then she also takes along her friend Charlie and Charlie's grandmother, B, which I believe they were in the last book that Deb wrote, um, which I haven't read um, as yet. Um, But we follow their little secrets as well as um, the housemaid's secret. Um, So, yeah, it was a really fun read. Yeah, it was really like a really light fun read and, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So I will have my review up for that in a few days. So I would definitely recommend that one. (laughs) Um, My current read is The Divines by Ellie Eaton, which um, I haven't seen a lot over Bookstagram yet. I think it might have already released in the US and that ahead of release here. So it was only just released um, the end of Jan a few days ago. Um, But it's about... Um, there's a girls boarding school and we find out right at the beginning of the book that there was an incident where one of the girls um, is found dead and the school is shut down. Um, And so it's from the point of view through flashbacks of one of the girls now who's in her 30s um, and she's kind of having flashbacks to her time at the school and um, I guess it's going to lead us to finding out what happened to the girl that was found dead. So, um, yeah, I, I'm not that far into it. I'm only 100 pages in, but I keep... It's got a stunning it. cover. It does. It does. It yeah. does have a stunning cover. But I keep falling asleep, and I don't know if that's just me <laughs> subconsciously no. going, this book is not that interesting <laughs> to me. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to persevere a little bit longer and see how it goes. Um. Sorry, at what point do you get to when you DNF a book? Well, I would usually say about 100 pages. But, yeah, um, yeah, I'll I'll keep persisting because I think maybe I need to stop reading it in bed and, like, sit out in the lounge or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's taken me, like, three or four days to read the 100 pages. I'm like, oh, is this me or is this book? So uh, I will give it another go tonight and see how I go. Like, I think it's like a a thriller, but it's quite slow-paced and um, we kind of go between yeah, the flashbacks and to what's currently going on in her life now. And I'm just kind of like, I don't really know how they relate just yet. So yeah, still, still undecided about that one. And then I think my next one, um, yeah, I think it'll be either Honey Blood, like you said, um, that releases, yeah, next week as well, isn't it? Third, yeah. Yeah. Um, or I've also had massive FOMO regarding The Prophets by Robert 
Jones Jr. Um, I've seen that one everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I really don't know the synopsis, which I'm kind of not wanting to know. I'm hoping to go into it blind um, just so I that love that doesn't ruin it. Yeah. I I, I try not to read them at all. I don't ever check Goodreads. Um, if I, like, I kind of just go with intuition. Um, I find if I do read it exactly right, most of them don't hit where I think they're going to. And I, yeah, it, it's disappointing. Um, that happened with, to me with Addie LaRue. Um, oh, it was yeah. just blown up and I, I didn't rate it as well as I think other people did. Mm, yeah, that's interesting because that's such a huge book as well. I think that the size of that's really put me off yeah. reading that. And as you said, there's been so much hype. I'm like, oh, do I want to invest, you know, 700 pages to not really love it? it was, yeah, it's like Midnight Sun. Yeah. I, I don't know. I powered through because I was a fangirl, but I mean, that could have been half the size. Yes, totally agree. I think I might have liked the last half of it. I just kind of like breezed through it and was like, yeah, yeah I get the general gist of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, very good. So for our deep dive today, we're going to be looking at none other than It Has Been a Pleasure, Noni Blake by Claire Christian, which we touched on before. And what a damn pleasure it was. This book has been such a hit on Bookstagram. And whenever I see this book, this book, when I was reading it, I would always think of you, Beck, and Sarah <laughs> from Sarah's yes. Book Chat because you girls just done such an amazing job at publicity for this book. Um, like you really put it in the spotlight. So good work there. You, you done. You done well. <laughs> so um, let's just start off with the synopsis, which reads: Noni Blake knows she wants more, more adventures, more joy, more romance, more orgasms, more pleasure, more everything. Now she just has to figure out how to get it. Noni didn't expect to be starting over at the age of thirty-six, but eighteen months after the end of her long-term relationship, she decides it's time to start living her life again. While an encounter with a sexy firefighter is a welcome entry back into the dating world, Noni soon realises she's looking for more than just a series of brief, pleasurable encounters. She's looking for more pleasure in, well, everything. That's how she finds herself travelling to Europe to track down the one that got away, the alluring, elusive Molly. But Europe may have other surprises in store. So it's a a laugh-out-loud read. That's how I would describe it, falling in love, but... Falling in love with yourself first off and learning to embrace, I guess, your wants and desires and not be apologetic for that. So can you tell us, Beck, what did you love about Noni? I loved everything about Noni. This one was a Netcali gem for me and I started it in bed at night and I stayed up to two o'clock in the morning reading it (laughs) I could not put it down once I started um it it starts with Noni kind of hitting rock bottom and it's like a bucket list um or an effort list of um kind of getting your life back on track and it's just so body positive and it's so um gender positive and it just it it was just so uplifting for me and it was exactly the book I needed to get out of a slump, both um, in the bookstagram world and in life. I think for me this one will be one that sticks to me forever. Um, I 
hound people. Like if anybody asks me, this is my recommendation on something to read. I mean, there's going to be people that it's not for, but I've still not had a single person tell me they didn't like it. I had a girl from work the other day message me and she's like, I finally picked up Noni Blake. Thank you so much. I just, it's, yeah, I, I, I can't pick a thing, a fault within it. And Claire was just such a lovely person. Um, Sarah and I were very lucky enough to interview her and she was just an absolute champ. Um, we covered off some spicy topics and um, she was just there for it. And I think that, I've, yeah, I've just, she's become instantly one of my favourite authors. Yes, me too. I can't wait to see what else she brings out because she has other work, but this is her first adult fiction, I'm pretty sure. So I've got Beautiful Mess on my shelf and I feel terrible because I haven't read it yet, but you know what it's like with the pressure of having a TBR. Um, so it's it's there and I did sneakily see this morning that book four will be coming out next year. Uh, so it's in the works. So she signed a three book, um, three book deal with text publishing. So that's really exciting. Yeah, cool. That is very exciting. I think we'll all be um, lining up to get that one when it's released. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Um, So let's talk about the Viking. The Viking is the main love interest in the story. Everyone wants a piece of the Viking. I think I'm yet to see a review that doesn't mention the Viking in it. (laughs) Were you sold on the Viking as well, Beck? Okay, okay. There is absolutely no denying. I love a man with a beard, a tattooed man, like tattoos are just my jam. So I instantly fell in love. Like he, he's still my, like my bookstagram boyfriend. <laughs> I, I think you'll um, have a bit of competition for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, when we did interview Claire, we asked her who she uh, thought who was who would play the character in a movie and there's a guy called creek man and he's just this big bulky tattooed man with a man bun he is absolutely divine um and uh, yeah I'll, I'll definitely have to share a photo with you he, just yeah a beautiful human see my my thought process when i don't know if you've ever seen animal kingdom no I um oh, i can't even think of what his real name is um but but yeah exactly the same like a tall built kind of thick long brown hair man bun tattoos it's just that's that's what I think oh I'm gonna google both of those when we finish (laughs) maybe I'll have to put them up on the podcast Instagram feed when I put this live so yeah we can see what everyone else thinks (laughs) definitely So one of the other things I loved about this book is how Claire talks about body positivity. So from quite early on, we're told Noni is not your skinny size six model, but, you know, she has a few curves and at the beginning of the book, she feels a little self-conscious about her body and who she is as well, I guess. But as we work through the book, she also works through overcoming these fears and barriers that have held her back. And we see her dive out of her comfort zone, you know, having lots of sex, random dates with random strangers. And then she also does the lingerie shit for her friend. And I loved that Claire created this character who is still finding herself in her 30s. I think when we are young, we assume when we hit our 30s, we'll have everything figured out, which of course 
I know now is definitely not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Were there characteristics of Noni that you could relate to, Beck? So many. Um, I think I got to 30 last June and kind of had like a midlife crisis. I'm, I'm not where I thought I would be in life. I've done a lot of things backwards, but then at the same time, so I've done so many things um, probably around the wrong way. And um, I'm knuckling down at the moment, trying to save to buy a house. And then this, like, this is the total opposite. This is a stuff everything and let's go on a holiday. And that's what I did last year, pre-COVID. Um, we, we, Hunter and I did that together and we've got some really awesome memories from traveling around the world and things like that. But um, I, and I'm in no way a small girl. I'm, I'm thick built, like I'm active, but I've always been a thick girl. So, I mean, that, that was just drawn to me straight away how positive this was because it was so refreshing to read that. I guess there are some other books that have a, a similar context, but I think this, you don't even realize it's in there. It's just, it's so well written. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's not something that, like, Claire really zones in on and shoves it in your face that, you know, um, this is what Noni looks like type thing and, you know, makes a comparison to anything like that. I guess she just kind of does a few subtle hints along the way. And, yeah, same. I really enjoyed how she wrote that in. I read um, The One to Watch and that was about B, who was a, a, a... a big girl and she ended up being like the lead on a dating show and um just I felt that with that book it was so honed in on and so put in front of you that it kind of took away from the storyline so Mm. I I think she's done a wonderful job with that now I want to talk about the humor in this book (laughs) (laughs) because there are so many laugh out loud moments and I think if you're in like, say, yeah, like late 20s, early 30s, like what we are, like, and the humour is just like spot on. Like some of the references, I feel like if you were maybe like very early 20s would kind of go over your head. Um, Agreed. Yeah. In particular, I wanted to talk about, like, I loved the scene (laughs) where Noni gets, so she gets her hair cut. Like that's one of her things where, you know, she's, um, I guess, revamping herself and she feels like, you know, that haircut can give her a new sense of purpose, feel very free. So she gets a haircut, like boyish type short. Um, and then I think it's, she gets a knock on the door maybe and she's getting out of the shower and she comments that she feels like she looks like Eminem, the rapper, which I just lost it at that. Um, I just thought that was so funny. Uh, did you have any favourite scenes from the book? I have multiple. Like there are so many parts that I laughed in this. I cried in this. It was just a roller coaster of emotions um, without giving too much away because there is um, there there is a couple of spoilers, but there's a scene with a kid in the school that she works at and a musical object um, that was utterly hilarious (laughs) um and the the dating scene for her is also just brilliant uh she hooks up with a teacher uh and let's just say he has very specific tastes and she did not see that coming at all I forgot Um, all about that (laughs) 
They uh, honestly, I so I've read this book twice now, and I will definitely have to do a reread soon because like, there's so many brilliant parts in it. Um, I'm I've also got two copies because one's the one I've lent out to everybody, and the other one's got all of my notes in it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so to finish up our chat, so we're going to play a quick round of fast. Five. So five quick questions to get to know you a bit better. So number one, do you prefer standalone books or a series? Oh my God. Um, a series. A series. What I, I series? do love a series. Oh, you can't ask me that. Uh, <laughs> I, have too, I, I have too many of them. A fantasy one would definitely be A Court of Thorns and Roses. Um, but then I love the Robert Bradanza, um Girl on the Ice series, which is like a, a, a thriller kind of mystery one. Um, they would probably be my favourite, but, I mean, there are so many. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to look at oh, that. I love it. The, the sixth book comes out in April and I'm so mm. excited. Oh, is that um, like adult fantasy? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, that one's a thriller. A um, oh, thriller. The Girl on Ice, yeah. Um, and A Court of Thorns and Roses, the next part of that comes out in 17, 18 days. Not that Ooh, I'm counting down. Not that counting. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I haven't read any of that series and I know everyone always gives me hell about it, but... um. Yeah, maybe you do one, you. Maybe one day. One day. It's, <laughs> one it's, day. It's, it's on a the big list. commitment. Like it's two. I think it's like two thousand pages between the four books. Oh god. Um. So it's it's thick. Yeah, definitely. Maybe when she's finished it and she brings out like the box set. Box set. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did with Throne of Glass of her series, and I I read that last year as well. She just has a. She's she's a wonderful writer. Yeah, she seems like she's a real powerhouse. Definitely. Yeah. Now, number two, always read to the end or DNF? Never DNF a book. Um, <gasps> I get, I know, I know. I waste time reading books that I probably should put down, uh, but I have a thing where I get really bad FOMO and I feel like something's going to happen towards the end and I'm going to miss it and it's going to be a really good book. So um, I just power through. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know that feeling. I can think of plenty of books where I've read to the end just because I thought, you know, yeah. people loved this. Like, surely it's going to get better. Yeah. But um, I'm, yeah, no. <laughs> I'm the same. I, I, I do find that the, the books that are really hyped are the ones that I probably don't gel with as much as, as finding ones that aren't so loved. Mm, yeah, true. Can you think of a book recently that you probably should have DNF'd that you kept reading reading till the end? Um, no, or The Shadow Friend, Alex North. Um, I really loved The Whisper Man. It was a great book and I was so excited to read his next one uh, and it just didn't hit the spot for me. Yeah, interesting. So is that the one like after the whisper man because I remember seeing that was quite popular when it was released yeah whisper man was a five-star read for me it was wonderful I think I very generously gave the shadow friend a three only because it was written really well it was just um this story didn't catch you from the start and I struggle with a slow burn I like something that hits the ground running from the start yeah, I have to agree, especially like with thrillers and that. I think that's um, 
yeah, I struggle with the slow pace. Maybe that's why I'm struggling with the divines at the moment because I think, yeah, if for a thriller, because it's not kind of my go-to genre, I guess, I kind of need something that keeps me, like a page turner, like the push or something like that. Yeah. I'm excited to read the push. Oh, oh, you'll love it. So (laughs) good. So good. It's, yeah, it's definitely a page turner. Um, uh, Yeah, I'll be interested to see if you have to stay up till two o'clock reading that one too. Reading that one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's good. I'm just thinking, I think the last book that I probably should have DNF'd would be, and this is going to be a bit of a controversial one, Leave the World Behind um, by Yeah. Alum, I think I'm not. I've um, seen it. Sorry. I've seen it everywhere, and it's got the deers on it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, it did, yeah, yeah. I didn't vibe to it, so I, I yeah, I haven't picked it up. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's very like. I guess you just. I describe it as more literary fiction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I again, like it's kind of like a thriller, but it's really slow paced and. Yeah, it just didn't grab me and, yeah, wasn't wasn't my bag. Not for you. <laughs> Not for me. <laughs> um, number three, do you prefer to read in the morning or read at night? Night. I am a night reader for sure. As soon as I've done the things and I'm in bed, that's where I get my, my reading done. Um, most mornings I'm up at 4.30, so... Uh, no reading in the morning. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I agree. I, I'm a night reader. I find if I read in the morning, I get really tired. Like I mm. want to go back to sleep. So yeah. I, yeah, I always applaud people who can read in the morning. Cause yeah, I'm not, I'm not one of them. <laughs> no. Yeah. Number four, do you prefer silence or a bit of background noise when you're reading? I like background noise. Uh, Larissa and Bridie, um, so for the love of Book of Wine and um, Books to Pretty, we were talking about this the other day. Um, I have to have music or something on in the background. Um, I'm used to reading on a train because uh, I would travel two hours a day for work. So I'd always have headphones in with music to counteract the other back background noise. Um, ah. Yeah, so I've definitely got music on or, or something in the background. Yeah, cool. Um, number five, multiple books or one at a time? This is so funny. I, I, I was stalking my own bookstagram the other day and I went back to oh, last year and it was a post exactly about that. And it was, I'm a one, one book girl. Currently I'm reading three books. Um, <laughs> I just, I, I've learned how to change and it's probably not a, I'm trying to read three different books. It's the formats. Um, I like to read the Kindle on my phone in bed, um, the book on the go. Sometimes I forget things. So like when you've got your phone there with you, it's so easy just to read a chapter or two. Um, so yeah, I, I've definitely come to multiple books and I really love doing buddy reads. It's so nice to read something with somebody else and discuss it. Um, rather than just, just discussing it after. So, I, I yeah, I do like having a couple going at the same time. Hannah and I are currently going through um, the Mortal Instruments series. Oh, I have Sandra Clare. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, uh, actually, no, internal devices. I get them so confused. There's a, bo- there's a three-set book and then there's a uh, six-set. So, um, and the only reason I... I'm a big, you have to read the uh, book before watching the series. 
um, because, you know, all, all the all the movies. So, um, yeah, I want to get those out of the way before I watch it. Oh, cool. Yeah, I agree. I was always one book at a time and I could never understand how people could read more than one book. Like I just couldn't wrap my head around how you can just like switch to another book or why you would bother. Like if you're going to read yeah. why when you just pick up the book that you'd already started. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I've been the same like the last three months. Like I've been having like two or three on the go. And yeah, I think like having the balance of a fiction and nonfiction going has been really good for me because I found reading nonfiction sometimes I was kind of forcing myself to yeah up. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like not that it's – a bad story or you know that you don't want to read it it's just I guess depending on your mood as it depends on how you interpret it um Definitely. so yeah I found that that has really helped and I've finally found an audiobook that has kept me engaged so that's been Ooh. nice yeah um White Ivy it's called um yeah yeah I can't remember who the author is actually but um yeah, I'm really liking that one, except I haven't listened to it for probably two weeks now because I <laughs> life. Yeah, life. Well, when I had the gastro the other week, I, yeah. I would put it on because I can't do anything else. And then I fell asleep and now I'm oh, like, now lost. I've got to find out yeah, where I was up to. So I've just been really turned off going back to it because I've got to you know go back an hour or so and work out where I was oh. up to and re-listen to it all again but no I really should pick that back up but um it's yeah. nice to have audiobooks when you've got no brain power um like even if you're following along with the book um I think it's it's awesome doing that too yeah I actually I think I was talking to um Nell from Nell Reads Books about that because I hadn't even thought of doing that before and yeah. she was saying that that yeah that's a really good idea and I was like oh that is a good idea I um non-fictions are hard as well though um because they're not like a story where some, some of them aren't like a story where they draw you in and depending on the content that you are reading it is hard to get into them um I I try to read at least one non-fiction and one classic a month mm. I hate classics <laughs> they're just but I torture myself because there are so many of them referenced in books and movies that I just feel like I'm missing out on something. Again, the FOMO. Um, yeah. yeah, and it is hard. It's hard to read something that that doesn't catch you um, mm. straight off the bat. Exactly, exactly. I think I really struggle with classics as well. The only one I've actually been really interested in, which I know a lot of people hate, but I actually really liked it, was um, Wuthering Heights. I just started. Well, oh, and yeah. by, by, by I just started, I'm 70 pages in and I think I've tried to read it three times now. <laughs> so you're in the camp <laughs> not feeling it. <laughs> that, like, I, yeah, sorry. No, no, no. It, it's probably just perception as well. Like I go into them knowing that I'm probably not going to absolutely love them and I probably cancel them out before I should. Mm-hmm. I should probably have a better attitude going into them. Yeah. Well, I only read that because um, it was one of our mandatory reads for a uni course. Um, yeah. And I also read Pride and Prejudice for the first time, a part of that as well. And that was probably about three or four years ago and I remember 
like seeing people discussing the book, like in one of the chats. And I was just like, how did you even take that out of that book? Like I have no idea what I've just read. And if it wasn't for, you know, being in a group dissecting it, I would not have taken anything from that book except for the fact that I probably wouldn't have finished it. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like you said, it's referenced in so many books. Like there was another book that we read. I can't even remember what it was though now. Um, and the opening line referenced the opening line of Pride and Prejudice. And I was like, yeah, yeah missed that one. Wouldn't have got that. Completely. No, yeah. love, love the movie, love the Bollywood Pride and Prejudice, like awesome. I just struggled with that book and I, I think I've picked it up twice before. Mm. Um, and, and it just, it, I, I don't know what it is. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't excite me. Um, Weathering Heights is is just that's also referenced absolutely everywhere in so many books. And I don't know if you've read the After series, but um, it's this really toxic love story of of um to college students, and it's just a whirlwind of ups and downs. But his favorite book is Weathering Heights, and there's so many parts that are referenced, and he, he reads parts, and I just I feel like I was missing out on something, not knowing. Mm. Yeah, I have heard of that series, but I haven't read that because that's, is that a movie as well? It is. Um, The second movie, so the first movie was like a budget shot one, but the second one, it looks like they've got a bit of funding behind it. Um, (laughs) And the second, I found the second one way better true to like every movie ever they've changed a few things um but I did hear through the grapevine that for the third movie they're changing the characters because of COVID you can't fly people in and yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do with the the third one yeah I can they just not hold off I don't know (laughs) yeah I hate that when you're watching yeah and they change the characters it's like I can't take this seriously anymore (laughs) no there's nothing and like they try to do it so subtly sometimes that you're like really yeah yeah exactly (laughs) well Beck thank you so much for joining me today if you're wanting to check out Beck's feed you can find her on Instagram at Beck's bookshelf underscore Uh, and thank you for coming on thank you for having me Jess it's been lovely and this is one of my favorite podcasts every time it comes up on my phone that there's one ready it's so exciting to read so thank you so much for doing it If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. You can subscribe and leave me a review or rating on Apple Podcasts or find me on Instagram at SoNovelPodcast. Thanks for listening and until next time, happy reading.